on the Jakey Beers today, I'm happy to have on Miss Churchley. Did I say it right? Yes. Awesome. How's your day going? Great. I'm in Cape Canaveral, Florida, looking at the ocean and looking at uh, Cape Canaveral where they shoot off the rockets from my deck. In awesome. My yeah. Awesome. Very much fun. Well, my first question isn't so much a question, but tell us a little, about, a, a little bit about your background. Of course, your dad was the first American in space. He was also the oldest man to walk on the moon. He takes that title, Apollo 14, um, which he was walked on the moon with Edgar Mitchell, if I'm correct yeah, on that. That's correct, yes. Tell us a little bit about you know yourself, your background, your family. Well, my father was in the Navy. And um, for most of our growing up, he was on some aircraft carrier in the Mediterranean. And uh, when he was able to not have to do that anymore, then he went into uh, flying and learned how to went to test pilot school and became a test pilot. And uh, my definition of a test pilot is a person who gets into a brand newly created airplane, a jet flies it to see what's wrong with it. That doesn't sound like a really cool job, but that's what daddy did. And he made it through it and all was good. But then 1959, there was um, an offer sent out to all test pilots. Did they want to be an astronaut? And so there were about 500, 600 men that tried out. They wouldn't take women. This was 59. And he became an astronaut. My sisters and I um, were out riding bicycles in Virginia Beach, Virginia. And we saw daddy's car in the driveway and it was, it was way too early for him to be home. And then all of a sudden we heard our mother's whistle which meant we had to come home. So here's daddy sitting in the living room and uh, mother's next to him and he has an announcement to tell us. He said that he wasn't going to be working for the Navy anymore. He was going to be an astronaut. <laughs> I, was I was 12. My sister was 10. <clears throat> We're like, well, what's an astronaut, Daddy? He said, they're going to take me and put me into a spacecraft. They're going to send that spacecraft up into space and I will come back to earth safely and this was all brand new we didn't know what he was talking about so we said well have a good trip daddy can we go out and play now wow <laughs> so that, that was the beginning of it um when daddy went to into space um I was in boarding school in St. Louis Missouri my mother and sisters were in, still in Virginia. So you didn't get to and see the first launch. Th this was brand new. NASA uh, Kennedy Space Center was heart was just nothing. There weren't any buildings. It was all trailers. There was no way anybody could, you know, sit around and watch a launch. So my mother didn't go. She stayed in Virginia Beach and watched it on television. And I watched it on television in St. Louis, Missouri. Wow. Plus, 
plus mother wasn't sure she knew what would happen but she didn't know for positive because there had never been anybody doing this in America um and then 10 years later daddy went to the moon and yes he was the oldest astronaut but he is still the first um, first astronaut to have played golf on, on the, moon. the moon yep and, <laughs> and what was that experience like because you would have been out of school by then uh high school were you down for the launch for that yes we did go to that launch because I was you know, in college, but I did, we did go to that launch and it was, it, it was spectacular. Of course, a Saturn V rocket, the largest rocket, at least was the largest rocket. There are now uh, going to be more that are going to be bigger, but yes, it was very exciting. And then uh, we came back to Houston to, and then when we were in Houston, dirt, when daddy was going to the moon, because it took a couple of weeks, we would go, we would drive down to uh, NASA, the manned spacecraft center in Houston, just outside of Houston. And we could watch the whole thing on the big screen that NASA employees watched. So that was really fortunate for us that we got to do that. And then of course, after daddy came back, we, you know, got invitation to go to the White House for dinner. President and Mrs. Kennedy were very lovely hosts and hostess. Ticker tape parade in New York City for John Glenn and Daddy and Gus Grissom. And then from Indiana, by the way, where I'm from, Gus Grissom. We have an Air Force base named after him, Kokomo. Yep. They're do. actually doing some Space Force stuff. Sorry, I interrupted you there. No, that's okay. No, it was our lives overnight changed. You went from celebrities. I mean, literally, this was what this was like the NFL of the 60s. I mean, this was <laughs> right. This is like, you know, nowadays how they announce new stadiums are going in for NFL teams in the city. When you are announcing that we're going to go to the moon, you know, when President Kennedy said that. I mean, it was it was the sport of the 70s. Like this is what it everybody changed, wanted to be. Changed everything. Yeah. Everybody got their heads together and got it done before the end of the decade. <laughs> right. And then if you don't mind me asking, so then the experience, what was it like when he was on the moon? Did you get to talk to him and call him when he was like, you know, about to fall asleep in the, uh, or what's the communication kind of like? There was no communication back then for, for us to talk to daddy. They hadn't uh, developed that. They did that for the shuttle. We, we didn't have any communication. All I, I know this is silly, but um, all the stuff that was going on on the moon happened on, was happening on the earth it, early in the morning or, you know, really late at night, early in the morning, one, two in the morning. And I remember my father's father, granddaddy Shep, came into my bedroom it was 1.30 in the morning and I was sitting up in bed. I was watching the ship, you know, the TV about daddy being on the moon, but I had fallen asleep. And so granddaddy Shep taps me on my shoulder and says, Laura, wake up. Your father is hitting a golf ball on the moon. Wow. That would be I a remarkable thought, experience. I thought granddaddy Shep had lost it. What is he talking about? 
Daddy's not hitting a golf ball on them because he didn't tell us that that's what he was going to do. So I thought my grandfather was, it's okay, granddaddy. Are you sure? And he goes, look, Laura, look, your father is hitting a golf wow. ball on the moon. So that was, that's kind of fun. And I have a, I, I have a replica of the golf club that daddy used, but I don't think it, it will come across on, unless you want me to pull it out. Uh, if you can't get it, it's okay. <laughs> it's, do, do you want me to do it? Sure, we can give it a try. Okay. I just thought about it and it just happens to be right here. But every, okay, there were 12 men that were on the moon. Yep. And they were issued. They were issued this thing right here as a handle, and it all kind of interlocks. So that was his golf thing then. That there's a string that goes through it that holds it all together. Okay, and normally it holds. Um, where can you see it? Where there. It holds a shovel and they can shovel stuff with it or a probe. They could push it down into the moon surface or uh, a pitchfork. It would be on the end, but daddy designed a golf club head. You wow. see, do you see it? Yeah, I can see it. So this one's permanent. This is not, a, this is a replica. So I can't take it off, but you would take the golf club off and put on shovel. Now, do you know if he told NASA that he's going to be doing that or no? What? Do you know if he told NASA, hey, I'm going to play golf? Oh, he did. He did, okay. No, no, he had to because of the weight. Even though he only had two golf balls and this, he still... Can you see it? Why can't, yeah. there you go. Yeah. He still had to tell them. Interesting. No, no, he wouldn't, he, I mean, he's going to the moon. He's doing something that, you know, normally people don't do very often every day. Right. <laughs> so he did have to get permission. Interesting. Well, that's fascinating. I didn't, well, I, thank you for showing us what it would have looked like. <laughs> Next I'd like to ask a little bit is, um, so you got the chance and you went um, about a year ago. December. December of 2022. Or no, 2021. December 11, 2021. Yep. Crazy. It's flying by. I know. Uh, <laughs> what was the experience like? You know, take us a little bit about that. You know, especially the day of the launch. You know, what's that experience like? If I recall in the video, Bezos says... Alan Shepard broke the barrier and today we're breaking the barrier too. He said something like that. And then they shut the door. What's that experience like there, you know? Yeah. And then well, being in space. Uh, actually, I'm taking you back to June, 2021. And I was here in Cape Canaveral celebrating the 60th year anniversary of Apollo 14. And there were a group of us at a dinner one night and they brought up Blue Origin and the new Shepherd, And I, I, I hadn't heard of that before. And so they were, we were talking, I was listening, learning what it was all about. And then I said, wait a minute, wouldn't it be neat 
if a real shepherd flew on the new shepherd. And that was in June of 2021. So in September of 2021. This was after when I received a call from Blue Origin asking me if I wanted to go on the new shepherd. And you said yes. Yes, I did. And I said, and he thought, he said, well, I thought you'd be a little more excited about this. I said, do you know how long I've been waiting for you to call me? <laughs> wow. So then- but um, so what happened is uh, one of my crew member crew members, Dylan Taylor, lives in Denver. And he does a lot of space stuff for our guests who don't know. Lots of fun stuff. Very connected yeah. to the astronaut community. He's he's yeah he he creates he, a lot of cool stuff with his company. He has a, a vision just like Jeff Bezos. It's amazing. But he called me up and asked if he could he and his wife could fly my husband and me to Van Horn, Texas for our launch. So that was a brilliant way for us to start our new adventure. So when we got to Texas, we were driven to a place that they called the Astronaut Village. And each of us had a, um, oh, I have forgotten the, it's an RV, big silver RV. There's a- Airstream. Thank you. There were seven Airstreams in a little semicircle, which is we each family stayed in one of those. So every morning we arrived on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Every morning we were, we were on our way, you know, for three miles to go to the training center at six in the morning. We would eat lunch there and then we would come back at 630 in the night. Now, my husband was there. He was there with all the wives. <laughs> so he was trying to figure out what to do. They, he, had a, he had a fine time. But the training was really fun in that we went into a simulator that was identical to our spacecraft. Wow. Our mission was only 11 minutes. And so we practiced our mission probably 15 times a day. And the only thing that they could simulate was the sounds we were going to hear. So the, the launch, would be loud. We they even had earplugs fitted to us because the sounds were so loud. Wow. We heard the launch, and then we would hear when the um, booster was detaching itself from our spacecraft. And then the next thing we would hear. Well, we also had um, mission control talking to us at the same that they would be doing when we were in flight. Interesting. And then we would hear the, the, uh, is it called the drones, the drones that would pull the parachutes up. We would hear that. And then everything else would be kind of quiet, but that's all that we were hearing. And we put that to memory so that we would know what was happening when we did our real flight. Wow. And when we did, when we did our real flight, there was no big deal. What was it like when you were in space on that flight? It was wonderful. Oh my gosh. I. What did you take with you to space? What? What did you take with you to space? Oh, I took a ton of jewelry. (laughs) 
<laughs> wow. And I took probably 75 flags that my father took to the moon. Wow. And so I'm waiting to travel to all these different countries so that I could give them these flags because they've been in space and been to the moon. Um, gosh, I can't. I, uh, oh, uh, my 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 high school, my boarding school that I attended sent me a golf ball that had a big P on it for Principia which was the name of the school and asked if I would take that into space. And so when I told my husband, Fred, about it, he got the idea. And so he, from two clubs, golf clubs that, to which he belongs, he got golf balls from those two golf clubs. One was Haiwan Golf Club and one was Sand Hills Golf Club in Mullen, Nebraska. And so I took three golf balls up into space. Wow a tennis ball for one of my grandchildren, you know, and a cute little elephant for one of my granddaughters. That, that sort of stuff is what I took into space. Oh, I took the golf club. Wow. Yeah, I did. I, I wow. didn't have, I didn't have room in my bag because it was only a pet, a bag that would hold two pounds. Interesting. And so I was over the poundage and I was able, Jeff Bezos gave Fred, my husband and me, a tour of the barn, which is where they build the new Shepherd rocket. And as we, he finished, was finishing up his, the tour, I asked him if he had room for my golf club. And he did. He put it, he snuck it on right that morning. So my, my replica golf club has been to the, into space. Wow. <laughs> and real quick, since we don't have much time left, what would you say is something that you would um, take away from the experience? What would you say it is? And then what advice would you have for uh, people who want to go to space? Kind of a two-part short answer question. And mind. so the first part is what would I... The, what the do you best take away from the experience? The experience that no that no that everyone can go into space it, there is the opportunity and there will be an opportunity and they should go into space to see how beautiful it is and that we do need to go further into space and travel Absolutely. around in space because we can live there we are proving it we are growing food up there and anybody can anybody can go into space and it's it's so important to be traveling further and further especially to mars absolutely and then the other thing was the other thing was um you pretty much hit it on there about you know what advice would you have for you know the future of it which is to keep going farther on to mars right so well i do want to try and encourage women because women are smart Dr. Simon Proctor's been on this show of Inspiration 4. Right. Well, I just I just want them to know that it is wonderful. And it's a terrific feeling. Plus, you can just do everything that you do on Earth. You can do in space. And women are just as smart as men. And they're very capable. And I just want to encourage them. Yes, I think I told you, when, when is it next Monday or something? This yeah, Women's International Day. Yeah. Yep. I'm proud of you for finding somebody. 
Well, thank you so much for coming on the Jacob Buer Show today. I truly appreciate it. You're welcome. I enjoyed it. Look forward to it.